Hello, thank you very much for stopping by here on your bike. Uh, I'm Dina Schottenkirk, and your name is? My name is Beth Bingham. Wonderful. And what, what is it that you do, can I ask? Uh, I'm an urban planner, and I cool. teach at Pratt, and I'm a, a student of environmental psychology at the Grad Center. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so what do you teach at Pratt? Um, I teach historic preservation and urban planning students. Oh, that's interesting. You know, the first person who came by here today, also a bike person, right, that kind of wandered in, uh, was an architect and talked a lot about architecture. And it was like, so it's totally going through my brain now. I know very little about that. Okay. I know even less about urban planning. So let me tell you what the project is, and then you add your part, whatever you okay. want. Terrific. This particular project is on art and art as cognition. So basically, what do we get out of art, right? Any art form. People have talked about, I mean, one person talked about stained glass, you know, uh, people, t architecture, painting, poetry, dance, right? So what's yeah. important to you and what do you get out of it? Um, well, right now you caught me, or I caught you rather, <laughs> by <laughs> biking through this neighborhood <clears throat> because I, I found that one thing I'm looking for when I'm biking around right now looking at our, you know, post-coronavirus world is, um, is that there's art in the streets and on buildings and in places. Even, you know, people are even like manipulating the environment by stacking stones in certain places. Um, and since we can't go to museums and we can't go to galleries, um, I find yeah. that this expression that's out on the street is something that I'm, you know, like I'm actually seeking it out. Very cool. You know, the, the person that I mentioned, the architect, um, I believe his name was George, said that he was biking and he saw the whole first paragraph of Moby Dick written out on a bike path. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said every few feet there was another word and he finally like caught on that it was Moby Dick that he was like... <laughs> yeah, that is really, really cool. No, I've, I've definitely noticed that there's, you know, with the recent uprisings over George Floyd's murder, there's mm -hmm. um, a change in the graffiti that is um, happening around here. Like even in this immediate area, um, this moment is is being tagged on buildings. Um, but then, truly for me, it's it's that I'm I'm actually looking for this you know kind of visual experience um, that you know in the past has been something I've been a little more passively able to <laughs> enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it's a very nice thought that you've pictured there, right? So it's a way of us kind of, hmm, I don't know, it's, it's a, I'm seeing a sort of almost a, a visceral, the insides of bodies come out almost, right? So we are flowing into the streets now since we can't be indoors very well, right? right? Yeah. Well, you know, we tend to do this outdoors all the time, right? Yeah. So this kind of fit well with us, but yes, yeah. You know, people are like going, all right, here I am in the world, right? Yes. Yeah. So how's even, the city changing, do you think? Um, I, I mean, I'll tell you one that sort of relates to even seeing Moby Dick in the environment. Um, when, the, um, when the protests started really building in Brooklyn, a site that, was, uh, that people started immediately congregating around was the Barclays Center. Um, and it has this wide open pavilion in front of, you know, many uh, entrances to the subway. And in the beginning, when the protests were, were gathering there, the advertisement that's normally around the Barclays Center was projected on giant electronic screens. And it was, you know, typical stuff like um, vacations, JetBlue advertisements, Corona beer was a, a weird one. Mm -hmm. um, and 
And, and yet this, you know, like social justice activity was happening here every day and every night. And eventually Barclays switched the, off the advertising and put up um, a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. And it immediately like kind of, you know, was really transformative for that site. Oh. Um, but also I thought, you know, like profoundly that, you know, a big corporate entity had, you know, uh, recognized that there was messaging happening there and that the, in their spot yeah yeah and so it's not art but it is act was actually like it changed the space completely and pretty immediately um to have to not have advertisements um around yeah, there do you how do you think that that because my experience of the Barclay is kind of limited right uh, like i think it was like january i was there for boxing matches right but there's a you don't, there's no, I don't know how to explain this. It's very different than Grand Central. When you're in Grand Central, you feel the connection to other people, right? Yeah. That pavilion there is so alienating. Is that just for me? Or No, it is. It was, um, you know, Grand Central was, was designed and built to be a place where people would could flow easily past each other and actually congregate easily. Yeah. You know, so you, everyone knows to meet at the clock in the center of the hall. And that was a that was a design choice and it's obviously like a, a landmark for everyone and you can say to, you know, anyone you need to meet to meet at the, you know, the right. ticket booth with the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the 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 size of the pavers that the marble floor inside of Grand Central, they're oversized blocks like this, uh, they're like 3 feet by 2 feet so that people don't get too close to each other and bump into each other. Oh, that's And that was a design that. choice, too. Oh. Um, what happens in front of Barclays was not a design choice at all. That was um, that was something required by zoning, and that it would be a public area was a community benefit that was carved out, you know, um, as a concession to the neighborhood that was fighting the construction of the, or the whole development of the rail yards. So it was an afterthought, and... Oh, that's why it feels like that. Yeah, it's not... It's not meant to be friendly or successful. It's, oh, but but the fact that it became this site for uh, for people to gather and and protest is really pretty fascinating. Yeah. So so talk a little bit about that. So do you think that now the Barclay Center, like, hmm, how do I explain? Do you think that when I go there the next time, it will feel different to me? <laughs> hmm. Does I, it feel have, different now to other people? Have you gone there for demonstrations? No. Then may, maybe not. Because I imagine it's the kind of place that will go, you know, like revert back to, um, you know, what it was designed and intended to be, uh-huh. which was a giant arena <laughs> for yeah. for very expensive, you know, sports and performances. Um, but what it is right now, out of it, very surprising to me, is you know a place to congregate and demonstrate. Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful what it has been turned into. Yeah, for yeah. sure, right? Yeah. So are you seeing other places in the city that are starting to have this like transformation like the Barclay Center that are um, becoming really more in the public domain, right? I mean, the interesting thing about that, right, it seemed to me, right, is that the Barclay Center always seemed so kind of corporate. Yeah. There seemed to be nothing public about it, right? right? right. And now it's been like taken over yeah, and made yeah. into a public thing, right? Yeah. So is that happening in other spots? Um, I feel, you know... 
uh, what, even when I'm seeing things that I think are really positive, like the um, the streets that are being turned into um, sections of pedestrian and yeah. uh, biking, and you know, some of for play and open space, and some are for restaurants uh, and cafes to be and bars even to be out on the street. Um, I see that not quite the same um, because it doesn't feel permanent, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel. Well, I don't know. I can't tell yet. It doesn't feel, yeah, it doesn't feel claimed. <laughs> right. I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. There, it seems that, you know, that these places where people have gone, no, we're going to do it here, mm-hmm. right? Now there's a, a transformative process that's happened to that space. Right. So New York doesn't have a lot of that, does it? No. Can no. you talk about that? Like, what have we done wrong? We, we have given too much space to the automobile. It's like pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, what we're seeing uh, in the streets that have been closed and in the, you know, the street space that's being taken by commercial, um, you know, uh, establishments so that they can stay open and not go out of business during this phased um, pandemic. Uh, I, you know, the, the space that they're taking is space that we've given away to automobiles. Yeah. And, you know, most people don't know, but it wasn't until the middle of the 20th century that you were even allowed to leave a car on the street overnight. Is it true? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, it's a dumb question. What do public people do pro- with their cars? <laughs> they would, they would park them in garages or you know driveways. You know the attitude was that the road is belongs to the public, and your car is your private property, so it doesn't you know like you're allowed to move it around and you know do your errands and things, but it doesn't belong on the in the public domain. <laughs> well, how do we get? How does it? How does the city? How does the city reclaim the public arena? I, right? Yeah, I mean, we're thankfully we're seeing it with with the roads right now. Yeah, um, right. And I feel that people. I mean, I love it. I'm, you know, like I'm biking around constantly, like really excited about all the safer places to move around on by bike because the cars have been, you know, uh, if not fully stopped, they're they're significantly slowed in their you know ability to speed and you know, kind of edge everybody else out. Um, so, yeah, I think that there will be, I think that most people are really enjoying this. And Yeah, I um, am. Yeah. You know, like I walk down the street, you know, and, you know, the the cafes are sort of expanded out into the street. And, you know, I worry a little bit about COVID issues with everybody kind of you now. But, you know, sort of apart from that, right, there's, yeah. a, there's a nice sort of public social atmosphere that, didn't exist before. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. And that's so. As an urban planner, right? How do you design that in? Um, I mean, we're seeing the you know the city administration is actually making policy now to permit this to happen. Um, the, the 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 restaurants that are out on the streets right now have their ability to do this expanded until the end of October. At this point, I didn't know. yeah, that, true? that was that's new news, and you know that that sort of starts to that starts to make something get a little more permanent, um, and I think that it will be hard to take it away from from yeah. the city when meaning us when uh, when October comes around. Can you can you articulate something just popped into my head? As an urban planner, I'm assuming, right? I don't know if this is right. You tell me if I'm right or wrong, right? I'm assuming that this is important. For kind of like psychological, sociological reasons. Very. Okay, okay. Can you yeah. go down that road and, um, and help me on that one? 
maybe it comes back to your your cognition yeah. um, question too. You know, I noticed in the beginning of the pandemic that when the city slowed down so, so significantly that I could walk out of my front door here here in Borham Hill and I wasn't for months I wasn't worried that a car was going to, you know, there were no, there was no threat of a car hitting me. And when I wasn't worried about a constant source of, you know, like um death, death <laughs> that I could see different things. Um, I saw buildings differently. I saw nature differently. I actually, uh, I was much more present because there wasn't something, you know, like uh, eating up a whole lot of my attention bandwidth, which is what we have to do every time we get to a block crossing. You have to stop. You have to look where the cars are. You have to think about what the cars are doing. You decide whether to jaywalk or you decide to wait for the, you know, walk sign. Um, And that was just, I didn't have to do that. and so that was to me like a really also like illuminating element of of this of this moment that we've just been through um and i think yeah a lot of people have experienced that Uh, at the same time more people i know are purchasing cars right now than i have (laughs) ever experienced in new york uh because of our fear of you know public transit to get out and to get out yeah yeah you know, I, that's a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. So can I go back to the, 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 right? So things slowed down, right? So true, yeah. right? Everything slowed down, right? Everything slowed down. And so, but the private and public also became more disjunctive. You know, the safety of one's home and the kind of the danger of the outside, right? Yeah. That, my memory, I mean, you know, three months ago seems so long ago now, right? right? Like, you know, <laughs> right. do you remember there was an impeachment last year? I mean, you know, like, <laughs> like I mean, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, the, so, but now, right, now that division, right, maybe good, maybe bad, right, between the private and the public is starting to melt a little bit, right? And like you said, people are like, going out into the world, right? So maybe kind of what's happening sort of sociologically is the the slowness that you were describing that happened at the beginning, right, is now sort of seamless between the private and the public, so mm-hmm. that the public is becoming more like the private was. Right? Yeah, or, I mean, one of the things I think that has happened is that so much of the public that remains for all of us, you know, in this you know, 40 years into like neoliberal austerity life um, just vanished with the pause, with the lockdown. You know, the libraries are gone. The public schools are gone. You know, most of us are not getting on on buses and subways if we aren't, you know, required to 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 do it. Um, So like my my actual public is largely gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And what remains is the The streets. Yeah, that, that's what I've noticed too. Like, yeah. what remains is the street. Yeah, right. I mean, the parks and playgrounds yeah. in my neighborhood were, are also small because they're, you know, they. I don't live close enough to Prospect Park. Um, but they all got closed. You know, they had gates that could be closed and locked, um, and so it was like one by one. You know, all of the, all yeah. of the things that we collectively own and that are public. Were, were taken away. Yeah, and something about New York that's always bothered me is how reliant it's become on commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, and the sort of 
the evaporating of non-commercial public interactions, yeah, right? Yeah. But maybe, you know, there's always a silver lining, right? Maybe kind of what's happening right now, because we don't have so many of the commercial establishments, and because, like you said, we don't have those... I don't know how much of a role like, libraries played in people's lives anymore, right? But Big. You, yeah, actually, you know, bigger than anyone thinks. Um, there, There's like more... Uh, more more use in more foot traffic in libraries than there ever has been, but it's mostly people needing an internet access. Yeah, yeah, right. I know, I know. Yeah. I, 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 I'm faculty at Brooklyn College. Yeah. I see that sad fact. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but what's happening now is kind of like what the plaza is supposed to be. Right? Like, yeah. you know, when you've been to countries, you know, that have like really functional plazas and everybody goes in the evening and hangs out and does that, right? Yeah. So now, and it's a great kind of democratic equalizer, right? Yeah. These public places like Grand Central, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's more or less on the same footing. Right? Yeah. And those, so maybe that's what you're kind of seeing as we go around here is like that, that equalizing effect of the public, truly public space. Yeah. Right? I hope so, because we know that those plazas are kind of the heart of of so many communities. And, you know, in the United States, certainly in our urban design and, and our built fabric, the, they're just not quite, you know, they're not there. They're not there. Um, no. You know, in a city of this density, the fact that we have, you know, Union Square is pretty much the one that springs to mind that Mm, but it's feels been taken right-ish. over by little shops too. I know, <laughs> right? right? I mean, yeah. so much of New York has been taken, like I said, by commerce. Yeah. Like it's just, it's been so. This is what I've been happy about, you know. Like I know it's hard for people financially, right? But it's nice not to have that in your face all the time. It's yeah. nice just to have people. I agree. I agree. Right? Yes. <laughs> and it's also, I mean. It, one thing that we're experiencing is I think most people have ended up with a lot of unstructured time because so many of our routines are gone. Oh, that's you true. Know? Like for me to even bike past you and have, have the time to stop and chat is because <laughs> so much of my normal activity is, oh, that's you know, is true. gone. Oh, so that's true. I, I just so, actually have time. Oh, so that's the, that's the sociological sort of psychological function of those public spaces is it not only is everything slowed down, right, but the time is unstructured. Yeah. So you can kind of like let events happen yeah. with the person next to you, right? Yeah. And, and, and the narrative kind of spills out unexpectedly. Right, right, right. Yes. That's really true because that's another. You know how you have these like reactions to the world, you don't articulate them, right? I have felt in New York over the last many years that there's a kind of tunneling, narrowing, confined experience, right? You go from one store to another store, or you go from the subway to the whole, you know, like everything is so, so structured. Yeah. So, and it's all delineated by, you know, I could, I have to buy this or I have to buy this or I have to turn up here and go to work or there's no kind of just like, oh, this is happening moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I agree. And you even have the infrastructure to set up you know, a, a spot for for serendipitous conversation, and it's yeah. hard hard to do. It's hard to do. <clears throat> I mean, we've 
you know, we've done this for several years, right? And we've always had a hard time finding, I mean, we've done it in bodegas, we've done it in Grand Central, yeah. you know, we've done it in lots of parks, you know, but it's kind of hard. And now, it, that's what I just thought, like, it never would have occurred to me before, yeah, let's just set it up in the middle of the street, you know, like, yes. <laughs> what are they going to do? Right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for your you. insights. Do you have, this, this is what I want from you. How can we keep this? I think that it is going to be a matter of letting our elected officials know that this is that we're that these are the positive transformations that we're experiencing because right now it's really we're all we're all suffering so much loss of routines and habits and safety and for many income and you know there's been a ton of loss um, and this is something that's I feel we've been given and uh, we will need to 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 let this, the administration, the city, our council people, the community boards know that this is, you know, a, a positive um, transformation. You know, Jonathan, our photographer, is a photographer for city council. Ah, perfect. Now, we'll tell him. Let's just walk over here <laughs> and tell him what he needs to tell city yes. council. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A direct line. Yeah. I just like, because uh, I'm thinking here, who can we talk to? And then I went, that guy, you know. Perfect. Unfortunately, I don't know, you know. Well, well they'll listen. You know, also. A lot of people talking to them saying, don't do that. And yeah. Built, yeah. My yeah. neighbor, one of my neighbors who was supposed to come today, is the mayor's speechwriter. Ah. What's her name? Um, Margie, hold it. What is her last name? My God, now it just went out of my brain. I'll look it up. Oh yeah, you probably know her. Well, I can I can say from public meetings, people with cars who want parking spaces are very vocal, big time. They will turn out to meetings. So we need people who that may be don't me, have. I may, oh. I may admit. You know, that <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. They had this one over on Ninth Street where like I'm like. Really? Wow. About parking? It was about bike lanes, but uh, it ended in, like, chaos. So, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard. I my job. I mean, people, you know, people throw things from the balcony and start protesting and have to be dragged out and, you know, and chain themselves to events, city hall. And it's all, it's, yeah, it's, it's very contentious. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. the white people are really out of control. I mean, in a good way, they're like, yeah, we philosophers tend to be a little more demure about things. Mm, let's talk about this, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much. All right, thank it you so really much. It was really great. Yeah, it's thank good you. talking to and you. you.